speaking voice into a microphone. The human torch was denied a bank loan, but we're also recording. So welcome back, Bobby. What up? Welcome back to Industry Secrets. It's always a pleasure to see you. You know, I uh, this is one of the things I look forward to the most every week now. Uh, now that we kind of got our shit together, <laughs> turns out people are actually listening. Things sound good. <laughs> things don't sound atrocious, and we'll have to have some of our previous guests back. Uh, yeah, we so, didn't give them justice. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, y'all. Um, but hey, we're here today, and we have a very delightful guest with us. All right. Why don't you introduce him? Um, well... One second. <laughs> Actually, half the reason I asked our guest to be here today, sorry, I had to wet the palate, start to sound dry, um, <clears throat> is because I actually would like to get to know a little more about him. What I do know is that he is uh, a world-class bartender, um, international ladies' man, and uh, he is the feature at the Cocktail Spirit Bar downtown 12 West. I do know these things. And so, uh, he's a delightful human being, um, Mr. Trey is Bevins, is it? Bivens, B-I-V. B- okay, okay. Trey Bivens, yep. I'm Trey Roger Bivins. the Third, so I go by Trey. It's not okay. my real name, it's my... Stage name? You got yeah, to pick it, though, name. which is better. Right, See, I, I went the different direction with the stage name uh, not, since you brought it up. We're but when I don't go by Indiana Bones, I took the hat <laughs> off, so I'm Trey right now. F- fair enough. Uh, however, I was not born a fourth, although if you see me on the book or anywhere else, or even people call me four or V as a nickname, um, and I've been open about this, so anyone who this is news to, uh, get your life. <laughs> but... I chose to add a fourth to the end of my name and predominantly insert my middle name is kind of a way to separate myself from my wag job stepfather. So you bypassed a third, a title, um, and went by something more casual. I gave up casuality for something more formal. So I just thought that was an interesting dynamic. Interesting. A little fork in the road there. Yeah, there we go. But I'm just Bobby. And this is just Bobby. <laughs> this is just Bobby, you know. Uh, when it's that uh, good, you don't need anything I will else, tell you yeah. that these podcasts don't get recorded without Bobby Vigil. Uh, out of everyone I've ever tried to work with, uh, this man is a bulldog and makes sure that uh, we at least keep communication going and get this shit done. So uh, just Bobby is the reason we're all here all the time. So um, just Bobby. Um, we like to kind of spring our guests with the opening question. Get right into it. Let's and so it. this one gets, uh, and again, like I told you, Trey, uh, this is pretty casual. It's just, we'll be talking about industry stuff. The first question we never discuss with our guests ahead of time, just because it likes to be fun. So and also, uh, we're going to ask you some questions about the industry, coworkers, kind of things like this. So uh, feel free to scratch anybody's name out and just say, this guy knew. Uh, this question you can't cut any names out because it's about you. Um, as an adult man, here she your pants. Have I shit my pants? As an adult man. Not outside of the comfort of my own house. <laughs> well, see, that was not a parameter we had given you. So Short answer, yes. Please man. tell. There we go. Are you, uh, would you like to share with us um, a time where you may have trusted a fart too much? Um, sure. It wasn't really that I was trusting a fart. I was just terribly ill and there was only <laughs> one toilet in the room and i was currently using it to throw up in <laughs> ah a classic dilemma it was a double a classic yeah. dilemma see not the kind of th- 
threesome you want to have. <laughs> Not particularly. It's a threesome with the Lord. Someone always gets the short straw in that situation, and <laughs> it was it was my underwear at the time. <laughs> See, I think I'd go the other way. I'm gonna shit in a toilet, and I'm gonna try to hopefully puke in the trash can, or like I didn't have that much control whatever. in the situation. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough. Uh, one of my uh, oldest friends in the world, I've been friends with him for 30 years, his youngest brother uh, hit this uh, conundrum when we were younger, um, and he he chose wrong. Uh, but he chose wrong without wearing pants. Um, Less cleanup. Yeah. Uh, more cleanup, because he chose wrong, Bobby. He's puking <clears throat> in the toilet rather than shooting in it. All right, all right. Um, so... Uh, that has been like seared into my mind, and um, within the last handful of years, I was having a um, puke. Uh, it's not quite dysentery unless it's coming out both ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, what would have killed me on the organ trail normally? Uh, I have now uh, almost as an instinct. If I feel the slightest tinge of nausea while I have diarrhea, I just have a trash can in my arms. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been the mood, but I was not prepared. What you don't want to do is be shitting and then get off the puke and then blast the shit back in your face. <laughs> well, nothing nothing will quite get it coming up like the smell of your fresh <laughs> droppings uh, sitting in bacterial-ridden yeah. water. So I'm, I'm certain of it. different receptacles. <laughs> well, like, honestly, the worst. I've been there, whether it's drunk or just incredibly sick, where like mm-hmm. you're hugging the inside of the toilet bowl, almost resting your face on it because you're like, yeah. I'm so sick, I don't care what's going on right here, or I'm so hammered that this toilet is clean. Yeah, and it never is. Yeah, yeah. When people are like, "Oh, the porcelain's so cool on your skin," I'm like, "Yeah, one <laughs> inch God. is the underside of that toilet seat, <laughs> and I don't know what's." <laughs> Listen, you might be a flawless unicorn, but I've seen the underside of a toilet seat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not pretty. So, um, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Uh, no not problem. as not as eventful, <clears throat> um, but but again, it's just uh, we get the heavy stuff out of the way first. It's a nice it's opener. Yeah. It's a nice opener. It so, all goes uphill. It's a good palate cleanser, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, because we start as hard as it's probably going to get. Okay. That's what she said. Um, and again, the the questions we have for you are more or less just to kind of provoke conversation. Ultimately, we're just here to talk shop and uh, talk shit. Yeah, and, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And uh, again, just a reminder, we do not edit this currently until Remy, shout out to you, um, we can get him on board. Uh, so if you choose not to censor names... That is your decision. Heard. Just being clear about that. So, uh, one of the first things I uh, like to t- I, I, I like to know a little bit about my guest, um, or at least where they kind of like hang out in the industry, because we have a we have a few different great questions on here. I think um, some pertain to m- some guests more than others, but um, I think I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, what is the shadiest thing you've done while on the clock? The shadiest thing I've done while on the clock? Yes, sir. Or or even just shadiest thing for money, if it's easier to digest that way. Um, no, that would be too long of a story. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> okay, we'll put a pin in that. The, sh- <laughs> <laughs> the shadiest thing I've done on the clock was probably do keg stands in the cooler? Because we Hell had... Yeah. Okay. With, with I mean, like listen, drink, drinking on that. the job is definitely frowned upon. Um, uh, like every establishment day, I've been like involved with. with the servers. <laughs> okay. Okay. For sure. Keg stands. Well, I... Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're going like to be drinking at work said. as a group project, there's... I just think more responsible... 
more low-key ways. Oh, there are, for sure. So okay. do you have a party think... tap on this or what? How did you get the beer out of the keg yeah, we in had, the cooler? We had a, like a, they used it for like the kitchen, I guess. Oh, gotcha. It was like a hand Yep, the pump. picnic tap. But it was like a pretty big kind of nice mm-hmm. one, actually. It wasn't. It didn't come out really shitty and foamy. It was nice and clean. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and cold. It was, it was pretty good. It was efficient. I mean, it would have to almost kind of be effective for this to be a regular practice. Um, <laughs> right. If it was a regular practice. No, not really. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm like... I didn't do it all the time. Well, you well, you had used a plurality, and I was just trying to... Uh, I guess I got a little more hopeful than I should have uh, in that this was happening regularly more than probably just a handful of times then. Um, it was one specific party day that I remember. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we were, yeah, hitting it a little early, I guess. It's all right. Listen, man, uh, I've done a lot of drinking on the job in a lot of places. Uh, shout out to Guanamax. Um, they're not open anymore. Uh, <laughs> but out of all the audacity, I've never done a cake stand at work, to be honest. I've never done a cake stand. I've shotgunned and there was plenty like, of beers. And I've like never. most of us that were on the clock were in the cooler. <laughs> So, like, people are just, like, waiting at the host stand being like, so... I think we, there was one person that was <laughs> serving that we left to, to you watch. You guys can hear Jameson cry in the background. Listen, that's just a, a solid feature of the yeah. uh, of the Studio Jeans uh, uh, situation. We're looking to uh, get into a, a small uh, studio that will even have more echoes. So, uh, mm-hmm. but we can work I, with I, that. I don't know. Uh, Currently we're in a basement. Listen, uh, I'm the oldest of seven children, so... Uh, Screaming children just stab. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even hear it until Bobby says something, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just always pay attention to sound. I was thinking, yeah. We had water running. And I was like, is there feedback in the mics? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, I'm just so attentive to it now because our first podcast were so bad in, in audio quality. Yeah. And then, in uh, and, and, and no shade to our previous guests, uh, the reason we, we, we chose them is because there are people who known us a long time or willing to put up their bullshit but you know when we pull people like you know trade trade normally on a monday and it, you know you can uh correct uh what i'm talking about at will but uh usually trey's out like hiking somewhere taking 35 pictures of himself without a shirt on which Typical. uh thank you by the way. <laughs> <Anytime>. <laughs> it's, it's 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 delightful uh <laughs> so uh you know andy Let's get back to drinking on the job yeah and andy will give me three three but yeah getting trey in is uh gotta make sure uh we're not wasting his time. Well, I was definitely the manager on the floor during this cake stand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Um, and again, not that I want to, uh, just for my own curiosity, were you working here in Arizona at the time? No, that was okay. not in Arizona. Yeah, it also no. wasn't at 12 West. <laughs> it specifically wasn't at my current employment. No, I think I would tell that one. Well, Get me back in three or four years, and we'll see there we what, go. Uh, what stories yeah. I have. No. Listen, I'm pretty sure all of Jake's were from currently 12 West. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, there was. One, Luckily, one. I have enough. I could probably right. avoid that. Yeah, there was well, one that's... that wasn't 12 West. The rest were good 12 West stories. I mean, one of my old stories when I was with Jake was I was just doing a fill-in bartending shift, and I was trying to get everybody as drunk as possible. I'm there yeah. for one day every like three months. So let's get drunk. Let's do it. So no. you're a. Uh, I was thinking about you. Uh, leading into this and going, all right, Trey's in the beer industry. And I'm like, well, he's he's more of the cocktail industry than the beer industry, the mm-hmm. cocktail side of a brewery, because um, you make me outstanding old fashions. Oh, the best cocktails. I, I don't even know what the last drink you made me, but it was fucking good. And literally, he's like, what would you like? And I'm like, something light. And he's like, fuck, okay. Like, what does <laughs> that even mean? Challenges, and he but... fucking made it, and <laughs> well, it was delightful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been doing cocktails? 
Um, I've been making craft cocktails for five years. Five years now, yeah. Uh, bartending for almost seven. Um, the first year and a half was just kind of like a restaurant bar kind of thing. Pretty basic cosmos and, and martinis that have to shit i was making wrong anyway but um <laughs> first part yeah that. you're not it took yeah, me a couple I, of years well i remember realize the mistakes you're making yeah. you know i remember learning i'd been making a, a cocktail wrong for like five years yep. it's, yeah, a, it's an interesting uh you never forget no i i it still happens i still you know I mean, shit, every day like, it still haunts me back in the day of drinks i made wrong for so many years at my first bartending job like, With such confidence, too. Oh, oh yeah. And, and <laughs> like, I know guests, what I'm doing. Like, someone would be drinking whatever drink it was, and, you know, something a little more intricate than a, uh, like, a jacket coat, right? So something a little more intricate. And so I make the drink for him, and then walk away, and other bartender walks up, hey, you want another one? Yeah, sure. What are you drinking? This. Okay, they make it, and like, I like the other bartender's drink better. Because the f- the other bartender made it right. And I was making it incorrect, and they're like, what you're doing is great. And I'm like, perfect. I look at the other bartender, I'm like, I'm so much better than you at this, yeah, and I'm yeah, so yeah. new. And then looking back, I'm like, I made that drink wrong for that person seven times. Uh, and they were there for ages that are regular that would literally stick around for six plus hours. I'm like, I literally made him so many wrong drinks over and over again. And now but, in his head, that's the correct way to drink it. The regular. Fortunately, so, that guy didn't yeah. know shit about the drink he likes. Cause, uh, yeah, it worked out for me. That's the truth with a lot of people. If you make it sound good, you can make him <laughs> make him drink it. Hell yeah! Uh, but I mean, I got into I got into cocktails five years ago with a pretty ambitious program where we changed changed it every six months in a seasonal menu with at least twelve that brand new aggressive. drinks that were not. <laughs> Not you know riffs off of classics and stuff, also, you know, but not just like classics or not things we've done before. That was my first, just, in, like, experience working in the kitchen with a lot of the ingredients, like making syrups and making everything from scratch, and realizing the importance of just house-made and organic ingredients, and how when you make a cocktail like that, you're you're really just kind of summing up the moment. And I think that's what what, yeah. what cocktails that's are. It's about the it. it's about the ephemeral. That's my favorite word to use. Oh my lord. Because I'm so it's in love like with here, and here and now, and that's why sometimes when people come in, they're like, "Make this, make me this drink you made me last week. It looked like this." I'm like, "I don't. I'm moving on." Oh my god! So two <laughs> things. Earlier when you were talking, it reminded me of. Uh, I remember one time someone came in to my bar and they're like, "Hey, can you make a Canyon Breeze?" And my whole thing was is like Google, like ready access to Google was pretty new. Twitter hadn't been invented yet. This is like, ot five, ot six. <clears throat> so uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I got you." Like, I've got, I've got cocktail books back here. Like, my whole thing is like, I got you. And, and, and I was a talented mixologist, given proper instruction. So, um, I look at every resource. I can't find hide or hair of this cocktail or anything like that. And then it turns out after, uh, I won't bore you with all the details of that day or that week, but it turns out that more or less a more experienced bartender just kind of says like, hey, that's probably some normal cocktail they got at some bar with a with a unique name, and that is forever attached in their head to that memory, um, which is frustrating. But I've also been talking with my wife a lot lately, and especially anyone who knows me knows my brain's a little fucked up with like the way memories like take a hold and like what stays and what doesn't. And listen, I'm not here to cry about it, but um, I have over the last three years become obsessed with ephemeral art and ephemeral everything like it is like i feel because like 
I can't even trust my own memories half the time. So like, mm-hmm. I truly have to live in the moment. Like I, like this right here, three dudes cutting it up. Yeah. This is my favorite shit. Like when I said at the beginning of this, this is what I look forward to. It is like you, you've hung out with me at work. We'll just sit there and cut it up. Like those are my favorite moments. This conversation will never happen again. If I describe it, it is at best a good trailer to have been there. Right. And so, uh, yeah, just uh, you're, you're the first person to bring it up on this podcast, but I but I'm absolutely obsessed with like ephemeral art and ephemeral like approach now to the service industry. It, it's so important the service industry because those those moments you're talking about are the reasons people go to bars and like, tell their up. buddies about it. And like I went here and got this thing, and it just they made they made the experience. Right? Yeah, like, they, they want to hang out with the bartender and have him yeah. say something cool. You know, it's like like words like ephem- ephemeral, whatever that word is. Because uh, I thank God for it, context clues. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. So more or less, the the definition is just like temporary like an ingredient that was available now that you could never come back to exactly that way i was introduced to the term through music because there's a lot of like lost music in history Mm -hmm. and uh so i actually got through it on a podcast project called the ephemeral project and this dude was unearthing music that like had like one copy that had been found in kansas that hadn't been heard in 50 years and stuff like that and that's not exactly ephemeral because it's 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 technically saved right but sure to the a lot co- of people the, the, the co- like the original doctor who episodes i'm a huge whovian um the original doctor who episodes literally were just recorded over after they aired for the next one because syndication and and replaying tv was a concept beyond people right we're talking right. about what so the i kind yeah. of associate to like stand-up comedy which someone's like doing some crowd work and like working out some jokes every like, sh- yeah, every show is probably gonna work um, yeah. yeah yeah but to get back and do a little bit more yeah. about you trey um <clears throat> We didn't build a bunch of questions for, uh, you know, the cocktail side of things, but I always like asking bartenders, like, what's your favorite drink to make? What's your least favorite drink to make? Because I know mine, uh, and you've been doing this way longer <laughs> on the craft cocktail side than I have. My f- That's really hard just because there are so many drinks and nobody drinks the same the same type of thing. Uh, my favorite drink to drink is just a, a Negroni. It's a classic Negroni. And it's gonna, Such a killer It's going to tell me it's perfect. You can't really beat it, and it's going to tell me. Anything you what need you to can know do. about the I got the I introduced bar, to a Negroni so. about two and a half years ago, and uh, the first sip, like you know, they, they kind of get described to this like gin and Aperol, and, and I was like, oh, it didn't, I tried Aperol, I was like, oh, this whole thing doesn't sound great, and I took a sip, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, these things came together, and it fucking works, and I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got hammered on Negronis that night, all about them. Oh, they're amazing. It's it's like aggressive and refreshing at the same time. Yeah, it's almost like. Uh, and Bobby, uh, you might be the intersectionality here. Like, a lot of times I feel like a Negroni is like the lager of a cocktail bar. Uh, to Troy's point, Trey, forgive me. Um, I don't even know Troy. Um, <laughs> um, just a little uh, bed brain. But uh, again, like you said specifically, it tells me what this bartender is capable of. Like, yeah. it is. It's 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 it's, like it's an impossible drink to get wrong, but it's so easy to fuck up if you're doing it incorrectly. Yeah. And uh, it will let me know if I want to order a 13 touch cocktail from you later mm-hmm. uh, and pay twenty five dollars for it, <laughs> or if I just want to stick to a beer or something more a little simplistic. Yeah. But Negroni's a great cocktail to order from just an a cocktail aficionado who likes to drink drinks, but maybe doesn't you know, work on the side, doesn't know enough to be you know too too mean about it, but like a night um, shift bartender, you're like a, or like a moonlighting bartender. This is so a podcast for talking bartender. shit. Get in here. Okay. So then, what's your uh, what's your what's your least favorite cocktail to make? Um, 
Long Island iced tea or yeah. any Some Adios order that any shit. little any Adios is just a Long Island with it's a different <laughs> color. Let's yeah, be clear about that. Blue Curacao is one of the worst ingredients because it has blue dye in it. Like, oh, dude. We're not talking about ephemeral. I don't. I'm not talking about dude, blue dye. Blue dye <laughs> like ingredients. That I remember don't the, have that in it. I remember the first time I poured Blue Curacao on myself and I was like, holy shit! Like that dyes your skin dude. so quickly, and it's and that's the, it's not what you want to put in your body. Liqueur. I'm telling you, you don't want it in your body. It's not. It's not good for you. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I love that you said a Long Island. Um, so one of my favorite. Uh, it it's, sounds crazy because like I wouldn't imagine um, what my favorite drink to make is. What most bartenders' favorite drink is because it's a Ramos Gin Fizz. Okay, you shake the fuck out of that thing forever, and it's just time consuming <laughs> and it sucks. But I make them at home. All the time. It's a good home cocktail, though. <laughs> we literally like. It's not a good <laughs> cocktail yeah. for you to order. From Trey's me like, I love that you make that at home. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember uh, telling Dirty Mike about wanting him to make me in a a, a ramen street fish because I was making it in the house, and I was like, obviously, like you don't have to do it. And he's like, just bring in the ingredients and like the heavy cream or whatever, whatever they were missing there, and I brought in, and it was it was a slow night, so I was like, okay. Let's do this. And he was excited to do it because he's like, I haven't made one in so long because not that many people know about it. And he's him. like, oh, yeah. this is the last time. <laughs> and, uh, and as a homie hookup, that drink was $20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes too much time to it's, not charge it's like, for it. Uh, like, if you're going, like, super authentic, like, way back in the time when, you know, this cocktail was first designed and invented, it was a 12-minute shake. Yeah. It Holy takes longer shit. than that, honestly. Yeah. If you can get it cold enough and frothed up in twelve minutes, you're doing you're doing it good. <laughs> you're you're doing I the can. Lord's work. Yeah. It takes me like twenty five minutes. So Jeez. we do them here. I like to do a like a little cocktail party with all my homies, like maybe like once every quarter, maybe twice a year, kind of thing. And all my buddies love them. I was making them for me, and I was shaking all these drinks, and I did them one for all my buddies. And uh, oh, sorry, you're telling me to get close to the mic. Um, so. I, I've got all the setup for them, and we're doing you know freshly margaritas, pina coladas, everything everything real and fresh and as good as I can do because it's at the house, right? And so I make one. My buddies have had them before, and they're like, oh, I really like it. And I was like, cool, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll start doing one for you. And then I, I started shaking. I'm like, oh, fuck this, you shake. I'll put all the ingredients in. Now get to work. And it literally, that tin never stopped. As soon as the drink was ready, I'm setting up another one. Yeah. I give it like a two-minute shake and then hand it off. Yeah, you, you have to hand it off on those. You gotta have some. Yeah, like I'm not doing this much shaking to... on a cocktail for what you're going to enjoy. Like, hey, come spot me, huh? Yeah, <laughs> literally. And then uh... you, you just almost like the the make it an Olympic sport, like the the baton handoff, like monkey. I've done it. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I I luckily cut my teeth in the industry when. Weird flavors stacked with sugary uh, adjuncts was the way to make shots, and everyone was okay with that. Although and that that created the era of the, fireball. Yeah, well, I mean, I I do like a thirteen touch cocktail, but I don't miss making Scooby snacks when it's oh three God. deep <laughs> on a Saturday night, and we're trying to clear twenty thousand dollars for the evening. Yeah. I know those numbers seem diabolical, uh, but uh, I'm referring to two thousand six and seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when we were all making 80 grand a year cash as bartenders. <laughs> I've, I've worked those bars too, where it's Scooby Snacks and Washington Apples and mm. liquid marijuanas and all those party shots all day. God. They're all burned into my brain. Just Dogma, like all the Dogma was the worst one for me. I don't I don't know if that was specific to where I'm at, but it was it was basically like a weird Mai Tai Long Island build in a bomber. So you would uh, you, you, you'd uh, put a... Sh- a little bit of orange juice in the bottom of a pint glass. You'd put the shot glass down in it so it raises it. 
and then you'd build the rest of the cocktail. You'd pour it into the shot glass. Obviously, it diffuses it. And as it comes up, it's this giant billowy orange drink just full of booze and just citrus juices. And it would get you fucked up, clearly. Um, but, oh, uh, the thing was is it was topped with beer. So I don't think that did anything for the cocktail, but it was just like, and it's got yeah, that's the, and, that's the selling point right there. <laughs> and then I would have my own bartenders get off work and be like, 12 dogmas for me and my friends. And it's like, I will kill you. What are you doing? <laughs> you know better than this. <laughs> the uh, it, it blows when I'm talking to like, buyers. And, you know, I only sell them beer, but they you know, they do all their liquor orders and they're just chat with me about it. And they're sitting there talking about uh, green tea shots and the profit margin on those is absurd. Oh, I, if I knew the number of green tea shots that I've made in my life, I'd probably <laughs> vomit all over this table. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I Is that the cocktail you've made the most of? Green tea shots? Probably. Okay. That, that, that's, uh, I mean, that's a question I'd love for bartenders. It's like, what cocktail do you think you've made the most? It, like, it would either be green tea shots or old-fashioned, and I'm proud to say that those are competing in my... That, that, oh, that, yeah. That's fair. In and my, and, and to have made that many old-fashioned, that, that's like doing a thousand heart surgeries, man. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. No, I've, I've done it. Honestly, that was probably at the same bar, too. That's probably <laughs> that is odd and ironic. Um, well, when you're a cocktail bar, and I'm air-quoting right now, sure. and you're open until 2 a.m. Okay. You, yeah, I worked you at get, one of those for both, a very long you know time. I mean? And you have no food and no kids. You're, you're, you're a dive bar. Yeah. That, that can also make good cocktails, which is fun, but you're going to get people come up, I need 16 green tea shots. Like, that's a, still a common thing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's nobody fair. orders 16 old fashions. Um, not usually 16, <laughs> yeah. but you'll get, I need four, five, six. I need, because people just like, there's no servers, you know? It's, yeah. it's one of those like three deep, you just fight through the bar to get there. That's Ooh. fair, fair. So they, they're getting the order for their table and all their friends, and it's like a huge bar, so they just find one of the bartenders, and I need six Old Fashions, two Sazeracs, a Mai Tai, you know, Sage Gimlet, 14 green tea shots. Like that's, that's not... <laughs> 14 green tea shots. That's not... Like, I'm not really exaggerating <laughs> at all. And, and oh, like I've, been there on, just, I've been there on nights where they're like, hey, I need like 16 order. Washington apples, and I'm like, wait, what? It's no... When it's that... We just grab yeah. trays, we have the shot glasses. Oh, yeah, you just see a cocktail that, just walking away with a tray of shots, just like... And... Fifteen shots isn't the hardest thing to make at one time, uh, uh, especially that, if they're that's... all the same. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, that's what. Also, when you when it's that busy, you get to tell people, "Can I get fourteen green teas and one lemon drop?" No, we pick one. Yeah, you pick I'm one or the other. Both of those for you right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can tell your, your friend who wants a lemon drop that they're getting a green tea shot. Fucking put his big boy panties on. A green tea shot. What am I? favorite things that I would do is just the the fake mishearing of a customer so you get something along those lines like yeah I'll take eight of these and one of these and they're all like a shot format I'm like I'm just gonna get nine of the exact same thing and then I bring them back they're like what happened to lemon drop I'm like oh I I didn't even hear that you just said nine of these Uh, yeah I'll make that lemon drop it's gonna be like ten minutes and then just run back and start doing other things and they're like god this is gonna It'll, yeah. it'll be fine. Or it's even worse when uh, we used to call them hangers. When they say, oh, can I get six green tea shots? Yeah, no problem. You come right back with six. Oh, I actually need one more. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, was, you don't. When it was that busy. And I, you're not getting it. Uh, get back right in venue, line. I would be like, no. no I, yeah. I have like ten people literally staring holes you in me. Gonna, you just short every up. other drink. So all the yeah. drinks are just slightly shorter with the extra glass. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Dump yeah. them all in. Dude, I, right I, in I used to work I mean, with this dude who I just remember we have to get on this podcast. Shout out to Philip Duncan. Uh, he was... Uh, he just should have never been a bartender, but wanted to so bad and... He's like a billion feet tall. He's awkward. He literally talks to every woman as if they're a prostitute. It is gorgeous. 
Um, he actually ended up being our bar manager at a time. Uh, what a dude. My favorite thing he did all the time was he'd be like, like he wasn't a good bartender. Like, I think that when we have him on the podcast, he will tell, retell this story right now better than I can uh, and do it happily. Uh, he straight up would like on busy nights, be like, someone would be like, hey, can I get a, and he'd be like, uh, what's in that? And they'd be like, I don't know. And he's like, what color is it? Oh, yeah. Just... <laughs> and he would literally just make it that color. And I'm pretty certain at one point he was just like making the same cocktail of blue curacao anytime someone said blue. <laughs> Even though we had like five blue cocktails. If you're ordering a blue drink, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that's the one thing. Well, George Carlin said it best. Where's the blue food? Where's the blue food? It doesn't exist. It's unnatural. No. Even blueberries are purple. I mean, we have blue spirulina. It's an algae, and it does give a natural, really blue hue. Right. So algaes algaes and flowers, which is how we make all the other stuff blue. Like, the first blue beer was made with flowers and bacteria. Like... There, those can be food, but like, hey, 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 we're we're not there yet. Blue food, blue <laughs> food coloring is food. It literally says food in the name. <laughs> you know what? It's hard to argue with that kind of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on the you next. Can see one. the face I was making. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I think this would be um, a good time for NPC interactions. Now, um. Trey is a man who is uh, dialed into this uh, pretty well, and since our listeners probably don't want to hear us describe it for a 15th time, um, I know you know what uh, this is in reference to. So while working, have you had, like, an intriguing NPC interaction with, with, a, with a human being who, like, came to you for service, and then you felt like you had been locked into uh, a chat dialogue that you didn't know the options to? <laughs> Um, definitely. There was... Everyone does. At this... Uh, one of the bars I worked at in Kentucky, there was this guy, and he would, uh... He would drive his bicycle sort of around the... Just the general area where the, the most of the bars were downtown. Okay, so you had a... You had a weird townie. Um, yes. He rode his little piece So where I'm from, school. where I'm from, uh, to this day, when I was a young teenager, and I'm now 39 this year, uh, to this day, the same man walks up and down... The same, like, 16 miles that make up my rural town with his shirt off, a backpack on, a white hat, and khaki shorts. He's been a billion years old for 20 years. And, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I definitely, so, like, this kind of gentleman where he's just kind of always around and you see him, but yeah. not kind of bothering anybody. No, the way you describe him is not unlike this guy. Okay, he's a little perfect, younger. Perfect. He was probably, like, in his early 40s. Okay. Always had just really... A really just basic outfit on. Like, the Matrix was not operating too hard, and it <laughs> spit this guy out. It's like khaki shorts, blue polo, kind of baggy, frontwards, mm-hmm. ball cap, clean mm-hmm. shaven, just like a dude. And he okay. would come in. And, so a guy. And so he'd ride his bicycle up to the outside. He'd come into the bar. And I don't think he ever said the same thing to me, but it, it was always like it was in the middle of a conversation that I had no idea what was going on. He, he, I mean, he was like, he was legitimately crazy. Like, for sure, way schizophrenia had taken his sure. mind a long time ago. Um, but he would come up and just be like, you know, have you seen all the radio waves in, in the sky? And have, mm, are, okay. are you keeping track of it? And he would show me his, his, his whatever notes he was taking that day. Okay. And uh, um, he's like, birds aren't even real. That, yeah, pretty much stuff like that all the time. <laughs> but he did it like really subtly in a way that 
it made it sound like it was normal conversation, you know. <laughs> but it definitely but it was not at <laughs> but all. It, but <laughs> and it was so, any, it was anyone overhearing to, it would have been like, "Wait, what? Did he? Just, yeah, did he just say birds aren't real?" So it, like, <laughs> so it was hard to just be like, "What the fuck, dude? Get out of here! Like, stop being like, you know." Because you were just kind of just like, and he would like ask you a question about it, like whatever he was talking about. So he'd keep his temperament even enough, even keeled enough, you wouldn't be like, "All right, Barry, you got to go." But you were like. Definitely keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> no, we, I mean he never stayed for long enough for it to be a, a problem. He never would. He never got to the point. Oh, a of like, true NPC. Okay. He never got to the point of asking for even a beer or food or a cocktail menu or anything. He would just. I think this is my favorite part of the story. Uh, just pretty much r- as soon r- as you real break quick a- to contact, confirm, he would just come in, not order anything. Yep. Not pay for anything. Yep. On a regular basis. Oh, this guy didn't even order a drink. Never. Would. Oh my god. I'd never served him. What? He would come in. Well, I mean, you gave him service by listening to him. But never gave him a drink. Did no, he ever no tip once. you for this service? I know. Your friendship? I, listen. This guy doesn't have money. My, my, my <laughs> this, patience with Sir, this guy. bold thought this guy has <laughs> my patience with this guy ran out. No, I don't know where I got the bike. But my <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> from someone's yard, yeah, most likely. didn't pay for it. <laughs> my patience with the guy ran out really quickly. I didn't entertain him. <laughs> but you wouldn't have to, like, yell at him. You would just, like, break the just, conversation. Oh, just walk away? And he would just kind of... Walk out and get on his bike and leave. And he's like, I'm in a world full of NPCs. He was in some kind of world, and I wasn't in it. See, these people won't even interact with me if I start asking questions. Some places he would just get kicked right out of, just because... Oh, dude, I, as a bartender, I, I, mean, I just after that, that happens enough, I just point. And That's like, pretty much That's what I do. I just give him a look, it, it, and he dude, just kind of walks out. At this but point... He, gets, he catches the wrong bartender who's kind of new, and they'll just sit there and like nod their head, and I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, or yeah. Or catch the wrong bartender and like, get the fuck out of... Like, you yeah. know, like, Which just makes it worse when it's yeah. the middle of the day, and he's not like being loud. <laughs> but <laughs> Fair enough. I've definitely done that, too, though. <laughs> dude, I had to kick a crackhead on the patio of Chupa uh, on Sunday, yesterday. <laughs> this, yeah, see, this guy was clean enough that he didn't look like a crackhead you know like he he showered and shaved at least good for him man so i don't know what he was doing it's the bright side of this guy's story (laughs) but you couldn't talk to him for i don't know honestly we have a regular kind of like that at 12 west right now to be honest with you her name's mary lou Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know who you're talking about (laughs) she hangs out mary lou you can't really talk to her because Mm -mm. she's too too far yeah too far too far gone yeah, you'll you'll always know when we have a new employee because they'll be talking to her. <laughs> but but she's like, like a week. In but she's like never done. Time. She doesn't do something bad enough to be like kicked out. And she'll order a glass of wine. She's never had more than two drinks in the building at one day, and she'll pay for them and tip. So it's like, aside from you just being <laughs> constantly weird, yeah, some people are just weird. weird. Yeah, right. Um, but listen, I just feel that like when you're that weird. Okay. Consuming alcohol is like pouring kerosene on a fire. Oh, I've said that before. Yeah, <laughs> alcohol that's why. Fire that's you. why I wouldn't. If she, I wouldn't give her more than one drink, one yeah. glass of wine. Personally, right. that's good because it, it reduces your inhibitions. It starts pulling down walls, and there's different things behind those walls for different people. <laughs> that, like so. I don't want to see what's behind door number two. Nah, dude. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. But she just wakes up like that, you know. <laughs> she, she's already. She, I want to be in their head right when they wake up and just be like. Just see what even like their thought know. process is like. I wake up and I'm like, let's get a cup of coffee. It's gonna wake up. If you want to know the level that Mary Lou is is at, she came out of the bathroom with one of the toilet seat covers, like the plastic things, you know, that uh-huh. you sit down over it, and she was wrapping it around her head, and she said that it was her party hat, and she oh asked my God. me and the other servers if they wanted a party hat. 
I've so, never heard anything like that. <laughs> I've got to see this woman. Well, it sounds like you don't like party hats. Mm. <laughs> I didn't personally take a party hat. I was good. <laughs> He's like, I got on was, the record. That's on the record. I, I was good. I was like, I'm good. Maybe thank you. Party hat. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's that, like, you know, harmless childish stuff that it's just like. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does seem to feel that, like, sometimes, like, someone who is, like, so much more abhorrently out of control is easier to kick out because then, like, that's what everyone in the building wants you to do. Um, it's what you need to do. Uh, there's obviously, if anything comes of it, like you did the right thing. But yeah, when people are in that zone of like, I if I do not pay attention to what you're doing, you might create an incident or right. do something that causes me more work. Right. So I need to like pay attention to you, but you're not doing anything that would give me actual cause to ask you to leave without a debate in which I would not have a lot of solid ground in like a you know like a free form conversation but mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's weird when those people slip into your life uh I had a lady one time uh walk in and then just start like ordering margaritas and then like I didn't see her for a week and she came back one day and like ordered like uh and She'd been so weird that day. I was like, uh, I saw her again. I'm like, oh, hey, like, are you feeling okay? And she's like, well, the last time I was in here, I just ended up naked walking down the street and I got arrested. And I was like, uh, oh, oh, okay. And you're back. And then she's like, can I have a margarita? And in that moment, I was like, uh, I mean, you're kind of not giving me a reason why I can't. If I, if I argue with you, it'll be that, you know, it, it best because you had too many margaritas. Uh, so, yeah, but now I'm going to really have to pay attention to what the fuck you're doing in here. Yeah, it's like, why'd you have to give me that information? It would have been easier without it. Yeah, and then also she... They dig themselves in holes. She had failed to let me know she was doing rumplements at Dose next door, and that might have been what put her over. Like, I mean, yeah, I served someone six margaritas. I was also 22. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? (laughs) Like... Um, that was, uh, that was a time when Dram Shop was new and, uh, I didn't really get it and... Yeah, six uh, is a lot. Eventually you gotta be like, man, just go somewhere else. Yeah, but know? like if you... like you're doing If anything, you've been sitting like, at my bar three, four hours and you drink six margaritas, I mean... with a little food in your belly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it goes by unnoticed a little more, like, mm-hmm. if, if you do it in a fast enough period or if you're in a bar that's really slow, yeah, it's a little easier to notice. But again, if you have six margaritas over the course of like three, four hours... You're being chill. You've had some lunch. Yeah. Uh, but then you go next door to Dose at 5 p.m., drink three shots of Rumplemints, and end up getting arrested walking naked down the road. That's probably not from the margarita I served you. But now you've let me know that this has occurred. And uh, why? Take themselves <laughs> and I was like, there's just times in the world where, you know, like, I'm going to tell you this part of the story, and I'm going to leave some of it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay. <laughs> you know? For you, more for me. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll serve you a beer, so... On Sunday at Chupa's, uh, dude sitting in the patio. We just opened. Join the misters. I saw him doing some hood rat shit as I was walking up. And, uh, <laughs> hood rat shit. And I was like, whatever, man. Like, he's doing his own thing. I got some guests in the bar. And I and someone's like, oh, there's a dude outside. I'm like, perfect. So I walk over. And Good for him. as I walk out, they're like, that was, I was like, that's the same guy. So I walk over, I'm like, hey, man, you need a beer? And he's like, no, dude, just, uh, it's just kind of hot. Enjoying the misters and the cool air. I'm like, cool. How long do you plan on hanging out without ordering? <laughs> and to me it's like it is it's a fucking 110 degrees out. well it it's, is hot, you, you are <laughs> occupying real estate in a place where you're not a guest 
So, so in my mentality, if the place was busy and he's taking a seat from a guest, absolutely, you had to go. But uh, the patio was empty. We just opened. I had four guests inside. He's not bothering anyone, and it's hot as shit. Hang out the misters, man. I get it. It's fucking hot. If you want to come in for a glass of water, absolutely. So I look at him and go, uh, all right, cool, yeah. How long How long do you want to hang out? Uh, he's like, oh, I'll, be, I'll be out of here in like five minutes. I'm like, perfect. And I literally turn around and leave. As I turn around, he goes, yeah, just waiting for a buddy. So I'm like, all right. I turn back around and just engage the conversation. He's like, yeah, he's supposed to be hooking me up with, me some, or hooking me up with some dope. And I'm like, then you got to leave now. Like, See, you could have hung out so in this for five more minutes. Like, why did you say that? How is it that we've come to arrive It, it comes here? back to my, my, my thing. If you're not homeless, don't look homeless. Yeah. Don't do something that's obviously. Stop being poor. Like, don't. <laughs> no. No, like, don't. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sorry. What, what was that you were saying, Paris? <laughs> I mean, like, don't walk into the bar with no shoes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah I mean? no, for sure, for sure. Like, I don't care if you're a fucking hippie. Is that a Rolex you're wearing right now too, with them, but... them shiny shoes? What's no. going on here, Trey? No, no, and, and there is something to be said about that, too, because it's like, at some point, entering a place, like, you can read from their body language. They know how they're presenting, or at least they're aware of how they're being received. And uh, it's like, well, your body language already lets me know that you know that you aren't supposed to be in here. Yeah. Please stop it. Please mm-hmm. stop it. And so that 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 is a that is a frustrating aspect. But we've uh, we've shared these stories with you uh, to lead into this one. Uh, these were some pretty wild shift incidents. Um, would you like to tell us about a wild shift incident? A wild shift. Incident. I mean, obviously, I use uh, just like word. I, I, I use descriptive like words that are the most extreme. So, th- like when I'm reading questions, it's wildest, greatest, worst. Obviously, it doesn't have to be like the penultimate or even the ultimate. It can just be a story that you'd like to share. But yeah, so wildest uh, shift incident uh, is what I have written here. Um, this is the last one I can think of. Um. We're just talking about kicking people out and uh, how sometimes I fucking love a good kickout. How story. sometimes people I have a lot of kickout stories, uh, but um, I mean that's a we'll separate question. But time. we can we can combine them. We're um, into it. <laughs> Let's this is do a it. No, no, no. Like um, I'm not, we're in it. I'm not here to censor you. We're in it. Speak your truth. So um, I'm I'm at the bar in downtown Phoenix. It's really busy on the weekend, like it always is. Um, at this point in time, we don't have any bouncers like on the floor there are a there's a oh, doorman so, you, so you're you're self-bouncing bartenders i've been yes, there it's it's interesting purposely the bouncer the bartenders we were supposed to be the bouncers oh. and that was for two different reasons one because i think a bouncer walking around makes it look worse well it, it also to, kind of invites a certain kind of clientele yeah. like so we're supposed to make it look like we don't need security is the idea it's a comfortable setting it's a good and, sure. I'll, I'll, and i was the smallest guy there everyone was at least my size or bigger well you're a large gentleman so i mean <laughs> so that, that i'm that, not that, small that, i'm not big but i'm not small it, so yeah well, could, i mean like i said you're a fairly large gentleman when three so. four of us got up to somebody they left is what i'm saying listen <laughs> like most ladies i would describe you as above average Ooh, huh. I wish now. more people would describe me like that. Honestly, hey. I just wish one person would describe me like that. <laughs> I wish anybody would describe me at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so um, we're so we're used to like that's always like under the under the radar is sure. making sure that things are going okay. And if something doesn't go, if someone needs to go out, we all like the whole staff all stops what they're doing and just goes to this person and walks them out. And most of the time, it's a solid solution. Most of the time, it works without a big <laughs> bunch of. Bunch I do of like that you say most of the time. Are, are we headed to a story? No, um, but <laughs> so I had this guy come out, come up to the bar and say, 
hey man, what's it take to get kicked out of here? <laughs> well, that and, question usually. <laughs> usually I, that I question. Was really busy, already not in a great mood, just kind of dealing with the. This is probably twelve thirty a.m. Um, completely, you know, packed bar. I'm like, honestly, um, I'll fucking kick you all, you and all your friends out right now. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it right now. I'm fucking, you're irritating me this second. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of like laughed and like we kind of just played it off. Like I thought it was a joke, you know, and he was just being an asshole about it. Right. So I was just kind of like, whatever, and like walked away. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, the other bartender walks and he, wa- he asks him the same thing. And he's like, yeah, I'll just kick you out right now. And he's like, and <laughs> so he's getting a consistent answer. Yeah. So and then he just Solid. turns right towards, starts walking to the bar, and then all of his buddies turn up, and I, I hear them yell, "Yeah, right, you ain't gonna do anything. Get back to the bar, pussy." So then I'm like, "Okay, great." <laughs> well, now I have That's to die it. on this That's hill. All you had to do, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then so we, and as soon as we all went over there, we just started grabbing their drinks, and, like dump them out, and, like get the fuck out of here right now. They none of them did anything. They all just looked at us and looked down and put their tails between <laughs> their legs and walked out. And it was just like four on four dudes. And it, I was like, why? Like we, they, they thought they were gonna mad. bitch you out because you guys were on shift. I don't know. Dude, they more bar. They still. They just left. Like they bartenders know how to like, deescalate. And we weren't going to like call them out. They thought they were going to talk shit to us and then look cool in front of. People, I was like, absolutely not. As soon as we're in their face grabbing their shit, they left. But that made me more mad almost than any other time I've had to kick somebody out because they didn't have to do that. <laughs> you could have just left. <laughs> yeah. like, you could have just, just stuck around and had a great time. Why did you? But but to bitch out why? such a fashion, too, because, like, I mean, a bartender is, like, this interesting, at least, like, I mean, I've grown up in bars, man. But, like, to me, a bartender is, like, a dude who's going to, like, be chill as fuck. But, like, most bartenders have punched a man out. Probably straight up, I would say so. Most bartenders have just straight up physically punched out another man. Yeah, like which, if you're a man, (laughs) is an accomplishment, and it makes it feel fucking tough because it's not easy to do. Especially when, but most of the time we try to deescalate these situations. No, you don't want it to be that way. (laughs) Like the story, it's like you guys are like, all right, if you're gonna make problems, and they're just like, no, we're we're bitches. (laughs) It's like. So why did you make us all leave the bar right now? (laughs) Are you trying to make me lose money? (laughs) I've I've definitely had stories. So like, Brooke was with all of her chick friends, and they're going out drinking. They're on mill, and Brooke's like, already like, I fucking hate mill, but we're going to go to Handlebar. We can get some craft beers. And one of the friends is like, in a a friend of a friend, right? Like, barely acquaintances, and they're at a bar. And they just get in the bar. Brooke sits down, sits down in the bar, and one of the friends is just literally making a fool of herself, and literally gets everyone kicked out. And the bouncer goes over to Brooke, and she's like, "You gotta go." And she's like, "I'm not with them." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know those bitches. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, "I just came and sat down on a beer at the bar." Like, fuck that chick that's making a fool of herself. That's amazing. We just had that almost same thing happen at work like two days ago. <laughs> we kicked this guy out. Mike <laughs> kicked him out, and because he was just walking around being loud and. Mm. bothering people it wasn't even, I what you're about. it wasn't even that that bad but it was, yeah, it was, to, he it was, was pretty cool yeah pissing me off and he, he had to go um and then he's kicked uh, michael told me he had to leave right now so he's walking outside and then the girl that came was like i don't want to leave do i have to leave <laughs> and, and of he, course mike's like no you can michael's like no nah, dude you're cool you can stay and he's like just just for like embarrassing him right in front of his face he's like <laughs> he's like you can stay but you gotta keep on walking sorry yeah. bro oh dude it has always been my policy in a bar if i kick you out and your friends want to stay that's better for me because you look like a fucking idiot and i'm for sure that situation then spitting at you chick like 
Oh, I'm obviously. Going, okay. she's, made, spite, she's, right? she's made choices. Like, she made choices. That's yep. fair. Yeah, she's sticking around. I'm like, what's up, girl? If you're chicked in, kind of a, <laughs> yeah. dude, I could get kicked out of a bar being the most ignorant, embarrassing ass in the world, and Jacqueline would still be socking bitches out of my back. <laughs> if your bitch leaves you because you got kicked out of a bar, and I mean that in the most enduring way possible, um, I love bitches. Um, she ain't yours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she I'm, she made she a decision was, when you left that quickly, bar. She's like, I'm gonna look for I'm some other away. options while you're not here. Yeah, uh, easy. straight up. Easy for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, cool. You don't want to hang out with that guy who's fucking weird. I'd say yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, let yeah, him yeah, get yeah. some distance before you leave too. Honestly. Yeah, like, uh, do, what's your what's your living situation like? Uh, do you have a safe place to stay tonight? Give <laughs> yeah. me those digits. What up, girl? So, um. Trey, have you been to a beer festival before? A beer festival? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't well, think so. one of my favorite questions here involves beer festivals, and uh, you know, doing our, our little bit of homework uh, before we came here, aka we've been working together for about a year now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that uh, you may have, but it, it's um, nevertheless. Um, I'm going to kind of give you the vibe, and um, since you've worked in bars, and. Uh, and in Kentucky as well, and mostly been around spirits most of your career, would I presume correct? You mm-hmm. like a spirit fest? So, um, well, e- e- either I've way... i beer a lot, too. I mean, I'm Well, so definitely. either way, at beer festivals, what happens is, eventually, uh, most people are like, 15 beer tokens, I won't even get drunk. A mistake. Um, the tokens start flowing. Though. Every... No, no. So, well, everyone gets drunk, man. 40 tickets Yeah, so more or less what ends up happening is people get far overly intoxicated and they just become creatures <laughs> so um in your career have you uh while working seen someone just casually being a pretty normal person and then you know usually they got to get kicked out but just become like a creature um well i like that <laughs> well it looked like it, it triggered a story in your brain so i'd love to hear it <laughs> um yeah it, it... <laughs> Definitely triggered a story. Go off, King. Um, <laughs> I walked in to work at like 8 p.m. Just got there. It was like a closing shift. I was going to be there till past 2 a.m., 3 or 4, probably. Um, so at this point, I'm like at this, the most stoned I've been all day, obviously. And um, it's usually not that busy yet at that time, though. There's some people at the bar. There's this pretty young lady sitting there. She looks cool. I feel like I've seen her before. She has a, she has a martini. She's sipping it. Everything's cool for like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden she, uh, in one swooping motion, with points, knocks her martini over and the, and the drink of the person next to her over on the bar <laughs> to point at me and give me the come hither motion. <laughs> With her, with her fingers like this. <laughs> yeah. Listen, sir. While, while like half climbing over the bar, looking at me, trying to, um, and I just shake my head <laughs> and walk no, the other sir. way. <laughs> just walk completely the other way. Uh, no fucking <clears throat> way. Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> Not happening. Not today. So you didn't clean that up? You didn't do anything? There was two other bartenders right there. They're like, miss, you, you need to go. <laughs> and luckily we had a, a female bartender who walked her outside and got her in an Uber and, and she, she left. I don't oh, know what she fantastic. had taken that kicked in or, or what was going on, but she like went... She, the girl who walked her out said that she was like speaking nonsense, like kind of, kind of talking to herself. Listen, she was speaking in tongues, so. One of my favorite. Uh, the sun had just went down. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
It was not even time for that yet. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite uh, little creature stories. Didn't happen to me. I was at one of my accounts and the bartender, the buyer, uh, we're just bullshitting and he's, we're just chatting. He's like, oh, it like stops what we're talking about. He's like, I got to tell you something. I was like, okay. He's like, we had this dude who's been coming in fairly recently, but pretty regularly. Uh, Big dude. Alex, your size. Big guy. Mm. Uh, But... Unless he's as chill as me, that's not good. Well, literally, yeah. So, and he was he, supposedly real chill, real nice guy. Um, Allegedly, and he uh, he pissed his pants. And oh, that sounds like something so, I might do. <laughs> so the buyer, yeah, yeah, buyer yeah, goes up the, the manager looks up to him. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, you pissed your pants." He's like, he looks down. Oh, oh shit. shit, I did. Yeah, you gotta go. And he's like, "Oh, okay." Pays his tab. They walk him out. Cool. Uh, comes back a week later, and Jason goes up to him. He's like, hey, man, do you remember what you did last time you were here? And he's like, no. What happened? He's like, you pissed your pants. He's like, oh, <laughs> no way. Like, I don't remember any of that. Sir, thi- now you're being a bit yeah, absurd. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any of that. Like, cra- I'm really sorry, dude. Like, <clears throat> I don't think that's ever happened before. I don't even remember it happening. And he's like, cool, dude, just, you know, oh take, my God. It, take it easy. This is about uh, to happen again. Take it this easy. This is about tonight. to happen again. Uh, hour two passes, and uh, yes. Jason walks by, and none of the other bartenders are realizing what's happening because they're on the other side of the bar. Your lap is covered by the bar. And he just puts his hand on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, just checking out. God. Dude, you pissed your pants again. Again. And he looks he's like, oh, shit. Uh, that, uh, oh, really? Oh, sh- okay, I'll just close out real fast and then get out of here. And he's like, yeah, you are going to close out, and then you're going to get the fuck out of here. So another week passes. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. He comes back. <laughs> no, no, no. Jason walks up to me. He's like, hey, I'm man, so excited. I talked to you the first time. You pissed your pants, right? You didn't remember doing it. Well, you did it again. Do you remember that? And he's like, no. I don't remember that man. Oh, like, what a conversation like, to have with someone. Uh, I'm really sorry, dude. Like, accident. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't say accidents happen because it happened twice. Like, inconsistent, direct weeks. Um, and Jason's like, that's fine, man. If you do it again, you can't come back. He's like, no, 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 for sure, man. Like, I get it. Uh, I'm not. It's not gonna happen again. A couple hours later, uh, dude hasn't pissed his pants. Uh, bar starts smelling a little bit. And bartender goes, he's like, hey, can you check the bathrooms or something? Because there's like the sewage smell. Something's going on. As Jason walks past this guy, gets a whiff, turns right back to him. And he's like, hey, man, uh, did you piss your pants? The guy looks down. He's like, nope. He's like, just go ahead and stand up for me real fast. Dude stands up. (laughs) Dude shit his fucking pants at the bar. Oh, my God. Full circle. Uh, we rarely do this on this podcast. This isn't normal. Uh, that's a full... That is good. That I, is, that's full I circle. think he may have trolled you. <laughs> Dude, I, I think Best like, troll. They let me that guy. twice after pissing my pants. I'm going to see what it I gotta takes. I got to step it up. I, gotta, I mean, he wasn't allowed I'm back. Like, listen, shit on the stool. this is my safe space. He was not allowed <laughs> in after that. But uh, I certainly wish I was there each one of those weeks to watch this happen. Man. And how a, how a bartender or manager addresses that situation. I pissed myself in a bar playing darts in a dart league when I was like 22 years old, and I've never been back there. I would say not. Yeah. To, like, what, to the state or to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's adjacent to my hometown, which I truly hate. So uh, we could call it the town and the bar. Okay. 
because I had to travel out of my hometown <laughs> to another terrible part of rural America. Um, this isn't a commercial against rural America, but uh, <laughs> shout out to y'all. Uh, it's terrible out there. Um, <laughs> I, I did it for 20 years. It's not cool. Um, no, it uh, just, yeah, it's a uh, wild time uh, out there. But that leads me, uh, we, we kind of we kind of briefly talked about this earlier. And uh, before I forget, because I ke- it keeps sleeping sleeping slipping my mind and because we tend to keep getting into the most degenerate of us in the industry just a little palate cleanser for us now normally this is like a desert island beer kind of scenario so feel free to talk about a beer if you'd like but i mean you are a cocktail guy and you know you'd kind of talked about a negroni before so um if if negroni is your your desert island drink then uh tell us about your desert island beer but uh just kind of walk us through it like uh and not even necessarily a desert. Well, yes, specifically in this like exercise, that. we we you are trapped on a desert island, so weather um, is obviously uh, a factor in this decision as well. So, no, I like that because the desert island isn't your favorite drink. It's the one drink that you can only have for your the rest of your oh yeah you know yeah perceived existence. Uh, so, Hukuda matata, as they might say. Right. Um, desert island beer. Hukuda matata means no worries. It means hey, your but, dad just got murdered by your brother. Have you tried not thinking about it? Yeah, that's totally different than <laughs> Desert Island beer. Alex, I don't like to call you out, but you got this one fucking wrong, buddy. Well, I was more Hukuda Matata in a vibe. And, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll take the call out. I mean, if I, I, mean, I am wrong. Beach, I, would... it, uh, I am definitely wrong. I was just, I was, feel, I was feeling a general vibe. As a but, dad yeah. of a two-year-old, I fucking know Lion King. Sir, uh, I can recite to you the Lion King immediately. <laughs> Do not make me. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll stop interrupting. Let's let's hear this uh, this Man. desert island drink, the last drink forever. That is hard. The one you're gonna have to just get up and and listen. If we're being honest, if you're in a situation where you have one drink for the rest of your life, you're probably consuming it a lot. So you're just like, you go to bed with it, you wake up with it. Because mm-hmm. let's be real about it, that drink's getting you through your day. Yeah. And it's gonna be all day every day. I'm just gonna be East Coast trash and say Yingling. Okay. Ooh, you and Jake need to talk. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not as fond. He expressed <laughs> his opinions uh, aggressively. Pretty in depth so, on the podcast, uh, uh, and I'll I'll quote him: "Fuck Yingling" is what he said. Yeah, he uh, he came pretty aggressively. But uh, your choice, I I, I like your choice though, because I mean it's rooted in like some objectivity, right? Like you're gonna need something lighter. Especially if you're going to be drinking it a lot or every day, right? Trey, I'm not against you in this Yingling thing. I fucking love Yingling. Dude, I'm uh, here for it. I don't, I, I don't yeah, I'm not against you either. I, I've been getting a steady supply of Yingling from Chicago. Shout out, Ron Youngberg. Um, for like five, six years. And uh, I'm actually a little upset that it's like becoming available uh, west of the Mississippi because like been I have based my entire personality on being able to obtain Yingling. <laughs> Uh, sorry, this is not a therapy session. This is not a therapy session. I'm sorry, uh, but it it it, it, it that, I don't know. Like I think that long term they made the wrong decision on that. But I think there was something on the mystique of like the oldest brew in America. Half the country doesn't get it. Uh, it does, especially when you are on this side of the country. Like it re- Like when I went to Nashville, me and my partner drank Yingling until we were literally fucking sick of it and started drinking canned cocktails. Um, and then we still brought four cases home. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we were like, oh, we're beard out for the moment, but we're going to bring some home, too. You can drink more yinglings than anything else on the planet. 
I can at least. Uh, cranked a lot of uh, for me. It's soul. Uh, so for me, it's soul. Just because I used to sell two dollars all day every day, and it was, I've drank probably more of that beer than any beer on the planet. But uh, it is that it's that I can drink more soul than any beer on the planet. But yeah, Yingling's a, a super easy crusher. I can drink it all day. It's it's, it's an amber lager or whatever. So it's, it's like it's, it's like it, malt forward lager. It, 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 it has depth to it. Like when when so mine just for the record is a Vienna lager. Yeah, okay. Just a lager with some dark malt and depth, um, because you can in two parts. I feel like it, especially if you're drinking something all the time, you can kind of like at least with my like learning how to taste beer and stuff like that. Uh, shout out Randy Mosher, but like I can focus on the things I like about a beer, and then simultaneously I can ignore them sometimes. Like I'm like, oh, I like the the richness of this malt, and then sometimes I can just be like, nope. Clean, crisp, delicious lager down my throat. Like, so, uh, so we got your beer, but you're a cocktail guy. What, uh, what cocktail would it be? Because that's is the it most gonna in- be a Negroni on a desert? No, no, <laughs> no way, no way, no way. So, an old fashioned is my favorite drink. I go to a cocktail bar and I enjoy old fashions. I don't casually sip old fashions. Like, yeah. that would be crazy for your Negroni to be like, that's what I'm drinking for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, I don't even drink them that often. Um, Desert Island cocktail. Is it is, is it tiki base? It's gotta be. I mean, for me, that's all I think is like we're yeah, Desert Island. All so. the good tiki drinks have so many ingredients in them. I want something like more simple. Well, this thing's ready. Okay, for yeah, yeah. It, 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 just just real quick in this Desert Island scenario, drinking a a, a fifteen thousand calorie uh, cocktail is not detrimental to you because a if you die it's fine, um, and well, and b it's just readily available uh, yeah. for the sake of the argument. It's so ex- for me, it's as accessible as cracking a, a right a, a, yeah. a cocktail for me would be a painkiller. I could drink a painkiller. Every stone. single day, forever, if I had to. I'm, I think I'm just gonna have to say a Paloma. Ooh, Fuck yeah! Solid sure. choice. That's solid. If you could mix some mezcal in there instead of tequila once in a while, I might. You know, be what? happy about it. I'll, give it, I'll give it to you. You're allowed to switch from tequila to mezcal every now and Sometimes. again. As someone Sometimes, who yeah. regularly makes my drinks, um, I think what I drink is somewhere near that. It's just it's basically a Paloma. What you drink? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I drink mezcal. I think it's like mezcal, grapefruit juice, soda water, and like maybe that's just it. And know. lime juice. No, oh, you, and lime. you drink almost exactly a Paloma. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> just like yeah. a double <laughs> tall. Hey, now. No. Hey I mean, now. listen, it's no hey secret. On this podcast is the last place it, it's a secret that I am a world-class drunk. So, um, it's fine. But uh, it, that it, drink it, is delicious, and it's been, it's been helpful. Not as a drunk. There's not much sugar in Functioning it. Functioning alcoholic? Yeah, I'd say you're, you're a uh, you're a seasoned drinker. Well, I, no, I mean that's a good spin on. You're a collector. You're not, like you can you could crush a ton of booze and not be drunk, right? Like maybe you seem oh, drunk, no, but no, you hold yourself so well. No, no, no. I uh, no, that's correct. I, uh, I I crush a ton of booze, and I'm I'm rarely actually drunk. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, and I actually rely a lot on Jacqueline for that because like because I'm so rarely <laughs> drunk, it's hard for me to tell. And so, <clears throat> I think it was Trey probably knows Saturday. Uh, we were heading back from Chupa, and she's like, yeah, you're not driving home. And I was like, no, I think I'm fine. She's like, nope. And I was like, <laughs> and then literally, okay, no argument. And then about five minutes, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was right. Oh, I'm fucking hammered. Because yeah. <laughs> it takes me a while to even figure it out. You had a I, lot of cocktails. I spread out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a lot. Sa- a, Saturday was a long day. I got a great rule of leaving the bar and, you know, you know, I'll drive and 
someone's like, hey, uh, you have an Uber? How are you going home? I'm like, oh, I want to drive. They're like, you sure? I go, N- I am. Now, I, now I'm not sure. No, I'm definitely, definitely getting an Uber. not. If yeah. you ask me. If anyone asks me, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Yeah. Like that, no. like, that's all it takes well, also, you to be like, hey, I noticed that you're not sober. You got to go. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'll grab an Uber. And, 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 and I'll take it one more further step in honesty. It's actually more about like my perceived persona and like the way I want to be perceived. And, and again, the result still is the same. I don't drink and drive, but like if anyone asks me if I'm okay to drive, I feel that I embarrass myself regardless of what the truth is because perception is reality. Right? So if someone's like, Hey, are you good to drive? I'm like, I should exercise some caution here and I will. And you know, even if they were wrong, it's probably better that I exercise that caution because just for me personally, I don't generally get a lot of people coming up and being like, oh, are you okay to drive? Because A, like, I I handle myself well. And B, I just generally don't drink a ton in the market. And when I do, I rely on people around me to just be like, hey, are you all right? See, I remember old bartending days where uh, we'd have some regulars come in. And I know some of them can drink a bit and they hold themselves well. Uh, but, like, when you're second shift and, say, regular comes in, like, ten minutes before you get there. And then you get there and they're just having one and done. I'll just casually be like, yo, you good? And like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I, like, it's more out of care a lot of times than yeah. like, I like you. I want to make sure you get home safe. Are you good? Because only you know how good you are to drive. And I think for the most part, if, uh, you know, you, you know your limits and really, you know, don't drink and drive because it's dangerous. But uh, I, I, I can I can handle a couple Montuckies and get my mile drive home. That's easy enough. Mm-hmm. So, but the, yeah, the, uh, that desert island cocktail. I got to go something light, something like a, like a soda water, with pineapple juice, uh, and vodka, or like some rum, like some white rum, splash pineapple juice, soda water. Maybe throw a little piece of fruit in it. Boom, all day. Something yeah. I want to like. I know if I need to get hammered on a night, I could probably figure out how to do it. But <laughs> you, I can still slow sip those. Make it a little stronger. Yeah. <laughs> See, my problem is I use mezcal, which uh, is a general rule of thumb is an upper. So that's where I get at the end of the night when I'm uh, ready to go. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, but you've been drinking upper all night, so you don't understand that you're drunk. Oh, see, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't say this island doesn't have a mountain of cocaine on it, you know? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying in, in general practice, my my uh, clear, uh, like, I would prefer a painkiller, to be honest with you. I'm just, in practice, like, um, most people that know me would uh, understand that uh, I should probably not drink a ton of sugar. What's uh, in a painkiller? It's like orange, just sugar, lots of just sugar and milk and sugar. Yeah. It's just sugar. Much that. It's like uh... coconut puree and pineapple juice and dark rum. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of sugar. <laughs> so <laughs> so in practice, I drink this. Uh, it, yeah, just grapefruit juice, uh, and then. Uh, the drink is it was originally being given to me. I remember one night being like, man, I, I've been fucking up. I've been productive. And then <clears throat> one of the new guys was like, uh, oh, hey, I made your drink earlier. I was like, oh, you know how to make it? And he like, what are the ingredient list? And he's like, oh, and sugar-free Red Bull. And I was like, yeah, we're going to need to crack that real fucking quick. Uh, that's why I'm not <laughs> sleeping because uh, I barely sleep as it is. I was like, yeah, that's just going to need to be soda water, thanks. Um, and so now I'm sleeping three hours a night again. <laughs> Perfect. Congratulations. And... Uh, and then also, I'm not drinking um, fucking twenty thousand calories in beer a day, so it's kind of nice. This guy counting his calories. No, those are just great guesses because one of the most irresponsible things that craft beer has done is make like thousand calorie plus beers That's and just insane. not kind of disseminate that to the consumer. Like, don't get me wrong, like these juice bombs that everyone loves, 
I'm not here to tell anyone what they like. If someone wants to buy a three thousand uh, dollar shot of whiskey and fill it with Coke, that's their money. I'm not here to tell them how to do it, man. Um, but they also, for the most part, don't know that that few fruit puree bomb is sixteen hundred calories of sugar. So that gave me a great question. What's the biggest trade? What's the biggest tab you've ever racked up? Like Ooh. seeing a, someone pay bartending. <clears throat> I just see corporate money and people like Pappy. Yeah, we're just like fancy guys. We're going out and like just Pappy, Pappy, Pappy. And they're like, dude, you can consume great whiskey for a tenth of the price. Yeah, but it's about. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's about it's not their money, I guess. That's true. (laughs) That's true. It's not from their personal coffers. Um,. I mean, I did event dining for a while and definitely saw some really large tabs there. But if you're talking about just at the bar, like yeah, buying, just, just, just shots like, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just... Um, I don't know. Probably about like $2,200. Oh! Maybe. That's a solid tab. I think that might be bigger than the biggest one I've ever seen. Exactly. Hopefully they tipped well. That's what she said. They did. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was I was going to ask buying, about the tip. It was a guy buying um, a lot of, about what you said. You know, what's your most expensive shot? It's my buddy's yeah. birthday. I want like five of them. I'm like... My most expensive Absolutely. shot is two hundred and seventy-four dollars. <laughs> Do not fuck with me. I yeah, have expensive like, liquor. Cool. <laughs> okay. Some people, if you have the money, they literally just want the expensive thing. Well, yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Well, but there's a lot of these guys that, that they, like they do, you know, well, casual. A lot of people here. have more money than cents too, right? Well, and, or just they have they're making more money than they know what to do with, right? They're consistently making a couple million dollars a year, and this is their time to go spend it. And you know how, they already bought their their multiple homes, oh, dude, their I'm, boats, their cars. I'm for it. This oh, yeah. is when they're like, go spend your money where you're young. This is where I can do a little bit of that flex and just enjoy. And we're at this fancy place, so let's get the fancy shit. Yeah, that's uh, how it was. I mean, over half the tab was just me pouring shot, a couple shots of whiskey. Jesus, mm. I did seventy four dollars per shot, and I poured five <laughs> of them. I recently <laughs> saw a uh, a you, very you of, do the math. I recently saw a cocktail menu that had a old fashioned made with a variant of Michter's, which is pretty rare. So it's like nine hundred and seventy five dollar old fashioned. I don't understand why anybody mixes these high. There's almost no Michter's you would want to mix. Usually, it's kind of that's pushing the boundaries of what you want to mix. More precisely to the point. Yeah, to make it look cool in the menu, but it's not what I'm into. <laughs> I, I because mean, if you the work that goes into making that whiskey is so much more than the work. That oh, goes well, into you've seen how I drink. I'm just like cocktail. straight up, no frills. Like when I want a cocktail, I want a cocktail. But like uh, my whiskey's all neat. Uh, no, like I, I I consume whiskey uh, in bourbon the way it was meant to be done. Like it's how I prefer it. I was actually showing uh, one of our um, one of our reps. Uh, I was like, this is how I usually like. Um, do it i like bring it in my mouth and i just start swishing it around back and forth and and then i open my mouth and i can just you know I'm doing the process where the heat's coming off and kind of like smelling some of the ethanol coming out of my own mouth and i was like however most people don't like swishing whiskey <laughs> so it's a it's a pretty intense experience to get it going but like for whatever reason i'm completely chill with that experience with ethanol which is i understand how intense it is like it it doesn't like I'm not like, oh, it feels like a massage, like, like weird people with tattoos challenge. or whatever. 30 but, second swishes. But, like, I'm completely fine to do it. And then because, like, as it kind of, like, all just almost kind of, like, visualize this, like, cloud or, like, vape of ethanol kind of, like, leaving my body. And I can kind of smell it and it gives me this different kind of affectation of how it's, like, coating my entire mouth, like, from tongue to teeth. 
So any weird flavors or feelings from it, I'm going to probably pick up on. You can tell you've been in craft beer way too long, then. Sure, probably. Like, that's how you, that is literally like the swishing of the mouth. People go like chewing your beer, swishing, swishing the beer you know, in your mouth. Oh, no, I, you, no. I, that's how you drink craft beer. Like again, it, shout out Randy Musher. Take that tiny little <laughs> sip, coat your tongue, get a little inhale, and then chill. Oh, but, You're uh, the only person I've ever known to swish whiskey. Well, that, that that's only for like an initial, like, and I'll do it in very small amounts, and then like, I'll get some water and clean the palate, and then then just enjoy it. But mm-hmm. like, if I'm really trying to like understand a whiskey, oh, it's going to have to hit every part of my palate, every part of my mouth. It's going to have to, you know, at Absolutely. the moment, it's going to have to be flowing out my nose. Um, and and again, like, I'm not talking like a five ounce pour either. It, it oh, can yeah. be it can be as small as ounce, half ounce, and For then, sure. uh, but it is um, it is pretty intense. Uh, however. Um, that said, uh, <laughs> and into a segue. That said, uh, I'm super good at segues. So um, we've actually uh, just having so much fun with you. We're a little over normal time, but here's the thing: um, since you're a mixologist, I felt this was going to be the last question I wanted to ask you. So it can be one star, it can be five star, but do you have a favorite review? <laughs> yeah, there it is. I saw, saw it the eyes. Oh, oh man, I don't look at the reviews as much as some people do. You never had a, a uh, an owner or manager come up and be like, "So you got a review?" You know, when I was at Outback, holy shit! Back this was back at Outback days when they gave you pins for good reviews. Oh my god! So on the good review, one a manager is logging up. You're punching in. He's like underhand tosses you a pin from like five feet away and he's like right. good review bud fucking walk like, right. I don't care. but then the back ones are like hey can i uh talk to you over here <laughs> and they're like so the guy said you would scrape the sauce off his burger did you do that i'm like fuck no what the fuck is like these are fabricating stories here yeah i i can only think of one bad review that i've gotten online like that and well i mean like i said just one of your favorites. If it's bad and you like it, that's good. But it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It can be a good one too. But uh, I know that some people take a little pride in the ones that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. All of my good ones are just kind of boring, just like you know, good cocktails. Uh, Trey's handsome Trey's and so he makes cool. great cocktails. Oh, Coming back with all my friends, but he pounded it out, so I came here and the drinks are good. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't say that on Yelp. <laughs> Usually they're just telling everyone else. That's that. a different message board. <laughs> Get on signal, y'all. Um, shit, I a Reddit have... review is a review. That's fair. <laughs> Trey's Wikipedia is out of hand. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but if you want to go to uh, downtown 12 West and catch, catch Trey making a cocktail, go to Yelp or Google Reviews and tell them how much you like pounding out that cocktail. Let's make this happen, people. <laughs> let's, let's make it a thing. But like you were saying, your review. Um, I really don't have any super exciting reviews. The only negative one I really got was I don't... It's kind of like what you're saying. They're just making stuff up. I don't even think they're at, at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, all the drinks were watered down and full of soda water. I was like, I you couldn't possibly, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly even be at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make anything for you because my drinks look or sound like that. You are incorrect, sir. <laughs> I, love it. Like, I make strong drinks. I don't make, I don't make them overly strong. But I don't make, I purposely don't make weak drinks. I'll cut you off if you're not going to have another drink. So I almost have to bring this up once a podcast <laughs> is that the average intelligence is literally an average. So at the middle, a hundred, half of us are lower than that. Right. So take that as you will. Like, 
people just, they, in their mind, if they don't like a drink, it's because they've heard someone say it's watered down or it's this or it's that, right? So they're just like, oh, it's this or like, you, you, like you're trying to rip me off or, you know, maybe they think the drink, sorry, I'm, my mouth noise is out of control here. Um, but it's like, oh, well, you know, they see $16 on the tab and they're like, oh, well, for $16, that was watered down. And it's like, right. well, the fact that you're being so aggressive with me indicates that it wasn't. Dude, Which is one of my favorite things to have said to a person ever. They're just like, this is ridiculous. And, you know, you're wrong. And I'm like, your your agitation seems to indicate that I served you as many drinks on that tab as you see. Yeah. So I, I remember, you know, everybody's saying bartenders got their little tricks of like, Really, uh, you know, you, you make a drink and it comes back and they're like, oh, this is weak. And you're like, okay, let's do the, the, the little alcohol in the straw trick. So when the first sip is real boozy, and then you're good. <clears throat> One of my favorite things to do when I was bartending at a restaurant. So servers, you know, they punch in their tickets and then you just pour the drink, leave it at the well. Bar- server comes, takes it back, and they come back. Like, they said this drink was weak. I'm like, okay. And then I just look at them silently and just wait around. And like, so I'm like, just chill. Just give me a minute. And we're just standing there, just waiting. I go, okay, go take this drink back to them and say the bartender hooked you up. And they're like, well, you didn't do anything. You're like, absolutely. Now go give this drink back to the guest and tell them the bartender hooked them up. And then they go do that. And the bar and the server almost every single time came back and they said, that's how I like my drinks. <laughs> yeah, that'll work oh, almost every dude, time. I, and I know you've done this too, Trey. Like, I've literally, like, someone's like, oh, this isn't strong enough. And I've been like, okay. There you go. Same thing. And the yep. same, like, I, I literally just, like, kind of walked around the bar with your drink real quick. And then you're like, yeah, that's good. Or, or what you can do is take it from the Collins glass and dump it straight into a rocks glass, which oh, is yeah. the same volume but shorter and wider, and just give it to him. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, thanks, uh, man. So, what, so back to my boy Philip Duncan, who is the wildest, rid, most ridiculous bartender who's ever lived. Um, he would literally just, like, ice, fill it with Coke, and then just pour rum on top and hand it to someone without a straw when they asked for extra, like when they were like fucking around with him. And then they'd hit it, they'd be like, "Oh, that's strong. Can I get a straw back? Perfect. Here you go." And then they just <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's like tall doesn't mean more booze. Less ice doesn't mean more booze. Like you know, I know there's oh, the a sign that favorite. like goes around Twitter <clears throat> that kind of like educates people, but like I don't know who like was first life hacking, quote unquote, like bartender logic, but like. Uh, I almost think that the term um, buy the hype, sell the news applies to bars more than anyone. Like, if you think you figured out some sort of sick hack for a bartender, try to think about how readily available that knowledge is, and then it's probably not accurate. Like, you're literally talking about an industry full of people who are more likely to be recreationally using drugs and alcohol more than other people. And uh, they might not be uh, ready for your shit because they deal with Karens all day. Or really just look at any any person in any industry. So you're in some industry and you're at a bar drinking and you say the same thing. You're like, do you don't think you have tricks at your job that work? Right. We've got them too. I always think like I've seen your guys' little squirt bottle with like the Everclear. So you squirt on top of the line. The dry So when someone comes back, this drink ain't strong enough. This is a a whiskey drink, but I'm going to uh, ever clear on the top. So when you put it, it to your just... nose, you're like, whoo. And that is weird that some people like need the smell of ethanol to like indicate their drink. And it's like, that is as, as, as someone, well. as someone who's into flavor building and you might share the same opinion is ethanol is the one thing I'm trying to make you not taste. Yeah. Like, 
That's the point of the sugar and the bitters is to make it. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. able to drink the whiskey without it. Yeah. The, the all, all that ethanol's hot. Like, so. people are like, ooh, that's hot. And I like that. And it's like, cool, I'm glad that you do. But, like, the then maybe, maybe, maybe don't drink cocktails then. It's a fucking spritz of Everclear, you idiots. Yeah, if if you come up to me, the first thing you do is try to ask for more booze without just casually ordering and paying for a double. Mm-hmm. The only thing you're going to get from the for the whole rest of the night is less booze. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it's just the dumbest thing to do. <laughs> oh, it's... it. <laughs> And saying less ice, I just always say, do you want it to be ugly? I always feel right? ridiculous. Because it's going to look dumb. I always feel ridiculous bringing the story up but all the time, but it, it, it truly did trigger me when it happened. Um, I One time when I was a server, I was uh, taking this lady's order. You know, she She's like, I'll have this salad. It's a pretty big salad. Uh, and she's like, uh, I'll have, what, what dressing do you have? I'll have ranch. Okay, extra ranch. And I have never become more radicalized in a single moment. <laughs> Other than the time, well, other well, other than the time I visited the Independence Bell in Philadelphia, I gotta cut you off my rest. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know how infuriating it is to be asked for more ranch. ranch. It is you get it thirty times a day. Sure, the specific thing that radicalized me was you have not seen how much ranch I'm about to bring you. Because <laughs> yeah. like I was already gonna fuck your mouth with the ranch. <laughs> this is this is this is a this is a dressing forward establishment i was about to bring you so much ranch it's almost inappropriate for you to even conceive of asking me for more um we gave enough ranch on one order of wings that like getting a like a a request ranch back to your point bobby is the exact thing we were trying to avoid we're making millions of dollars a year we did not have time to have employees double backing for ranch so we just served a fuck ton this bitch asks me for ranch uh, extra ranch before I've even completed talking to her. She has not seen how much ranch has come out. Uh, she's clearly not a regular here. And I'm just like, okay, I'll bring you your extra ranch. And in that moment, I was just like, one day I'm going to open up a restaurant called Side of Ranch. It is the one thing I'm not going to serve because of you. And to your point, Trey, it's, it's almost the same thing. It's like when you insist upon it before I've even handed you what you're asking for. Uh, now you, you know, listen, now I have to give you my attention and uh, I don't want to do that. And so I'm going to make it interesting for me because I'm mad at you now. Why are you doing this to both of us? So now less booze. Uh, oh, extra ranch. I brought you 10 ounces. Have fun. I like that. Eating that ranch soup. Can I ask a question? A <laughs> uh, first. <laughs> Yes. yes. If you owned, I think you just answered it already, but if you owned your own restaurant, your own bar, and there was one thing, either one object or one policy or one thing about the service industry that you could say, absolutely none, 86 here, never will we do it, what would it be? Uh, solid question, uh, as I am someone who has, uh, I do not have 100% control anywhere I'm at, but in the moment that I do... Um, Even if it's outrageous, just, you know... If you I will serve stuff. ranch. I will serve a side of ranch with everything I serve before I serve Jägermeister. Oh. That's fair. I have no desire. Jägermeister besmirches a certain clientele that I have no desire to interact with. That I agree completely with that. <laughs> I, I figured you might. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I lived in the time of Jäger bombs and Jäger shots, and um, probably no CEO in America was doing Jaeger bombs in 2008. 
if I'm just going to kind of put it out there in a way. Um, I've drinking a bottle of Jaeger. It's like being in the eye of a tornado um, to steal a, a, a joke from Doug Stanhope. But it's true. I mean, I've been there. I've drank, I've drank the stuff. I've done the work. Um, there's other stuff like, God, I'm going to say Swax, Jesus, uh, or Montenegro or lots of other <clears throat> herbal bitter shots that don't contain 900 pounds of sugar. So that's the thing about it for me is like, A, Jaeger is a terrible time. Uh, the reason it gives people crazy hangovers is not because it's an intense liquor. It's because there's so much fucking sugar in there to make the goddamn fucking herbs palatable that it's like drinking a bottle of the Kuiper Pucker and going to bed. Like, it's not great for you. It just tastes gross. It's well, also... It's awful drink for awful people. Well, so, you know... <laughs> better, podcast, better said than not good. <laughs> in this podcast, of course, we don't want to offend anybody or piss anybody off. Unless you like Jaeger, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's awful you trash know. people, man. It's bad. If I go to your house and <laughs> there is a there. Jaeger bottle on your, uh, like, displayed anywhere that you've killed, I will never come back to your house. How many t- fresh 21 are at your old house are you going to? Because that's, yeah, that's what's Well, no, no, no. Uh, none. Uh, but, like, occasionally, I, uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm very on the record is uh, I've met enough people. I have enough friends. Go fuck yourself. Uh, but in the rare instance, I like I do like making new friends. Uh, if I walk into your home for the first time and you literally have like a Grey Goose or uh, a Jaeger or a God forbid a Southern Comfort bottle like Dead Soldier on your shelf, I might never come back. I used to get down on Soco, dude. Soco was dude. Soco was my so my twenty first celebration was a bottle of Soco and a lot of fucking beast. Old Milwaukee's best. So, uh, but we yeah. live and we learn. We do, <laughs> and see, and that's part of it. Some, some of us learn. learn. Some of us. Some of us learn. learn. Well, Trey, it's it's been a pleasure to have you. Um, so the way we usually end this podcast is with a local business shout out. We always like to kind of try to like uh, throw it back to some of our other homies. Um, so, uh, We've done a lot, Mesa. You can cover anyone you want. Uh, usually one of us will go first to kind of give you the idea of it. Uh, I'm going to go a little off book this week. Uh, and I'm going to shout out a local business that is not a restaurant or a bar. But I'm going to shout out another local podcast that's keeping it real. Uh, In Separate Rooms with Brandon Reeser and Noel Garcia. It's a pretty solid podcast. Uh, I wish we had a gong to hit right now. Mm, listen, I don't like derivative material, so... Uh, I wish we had a metaphorical gong. We are we are hitting our metaphorical gong for them. <laughs> but they uh they, they, they do have a, a fun podcast. It's uh a couple dudes, um despite the podcast name in the same room, uh <laughs> talking <laughs> talking about stuff, uh, a lot of anime, cars, uh great local dudes from Mesa. Uh they've been putting out some pretty consistent and solid work. I was listening to their podcast earlier and it kinda struck me like we always talk about restaurants, but we are podcasts as well. So uh, anyone who listens to this, uh, go take a listen to In Separate Rooms with uh, Noel and Brandon. It's a, it's a fantastic time. Bobby, you got anything this week? Yeah, it's going to be a uh, shout-out to Yard Cigar Bar. Ooh! Uh, Paige over there is killing it. Uh, Paige, fantastic. Uh, Chris, uh, always love seeing him over there. Uh, solid selection of very inexpensive beers. Uh, but, you know, they do a great job because if you go to any – any cigar bar that's got alcohol, they got to balance a 60-40, just like restaurants got to do a certain percentage of food to their alcohol. 
and Scarborough's got to do 60% tobacco, 40% alcohol, and Yard is famous for a very reasonable priced beers and a bunch of craft beer on tap. I mean, oh, dude. all of their beer on tap is craft, and you're getting, you know... Six ounce craft well, beer for four, and they took up the they took up the they took up the beer Olympics uh, moniker. I mean, they, they they do fun events. I mean, it's great. I mean, listen, even like I'm not a cigar dude by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I I, I prefer to put uh, more interesting things in my mouth. Uh, that's not a dig at anyone. I just uh, it's not my thing. But that is a vibe I like hanging out in. And all the in all the cigar bars I've had to sell, uh, Fox and Yard Cigar, just phenomenal places. Um, the people at Yard Cigar Bar, uh, every time I walk in there, like no matter how few times I've met them, they're they're always friendly. And I don't know, it, it really is the cheers of like places that are primarily filled with nicotine um, smoke. But uh, oh, oh, a fantastic agree. time. The Paige, Bar Olympics, sick. Paige isn't all that friendly. She's fucking dope. But she'll talk shit to your face. And I, oh well, that's I why that's why it. she's my favorite love because that. like she's not going to just be like, oh hey, like she's like she keeps uh, it real. Yeah, keeps it one hundred. Uh, so go in, go in, check out, go grab a great craft beer, a phenomenal cigar. They got a smaller selection from a lot of the cigar bars out there, but I mean, there's not that many in, in the Valley. Um, but I've never, I've never been disappointed with their selection. Um, but go see what's up to Paige and let her talk a little shit to you and just enjoy the, uh, it's part of the, right? Like a killer bartender is part of like the ambiance of a place. Honestly, if your bartender isn't interesting, I don't know why I'm coming back. I mean, unless you're, but, but again, like. I guess to the thing we were talking about earlier, Trey, like when you're creating an experience, like your staff is part of that, right? Like, uh, you, the, 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 the versatility of your staff and the way that they can meet people at their level, you know, and maybe that's not the same person for everyone. You know, obviously that's why you have like a kind of a stack deck, but yeah, a bartender who understands the clientele and engages with them at their level is key in my opinion to a place that like, I want to come back and, Hang out then. So you got anything? Uh, definitely. Um, the, doesn't have to just be Mesa, right? Anything in the valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anything cool. you want? Mine's definitely Kaz Bar in Scottsdale. It's Casimiro's yeah. whiskey and wine bar. Um, there's a lot of awesome people from the industry there. They give amazing whiskey, make good cocktails. Also, catch me there sometime soon. I will be doing guest appearances. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Trey, it is. It has been fantastic. Um. Uh, in in uh in a classic uh double branding, uh, I'm gonna shout out our other podcast and uh we'll we'll do it off mic to schedule. But I'd, I'd officially like to have you back from between two barrels. I think yeah. I'd love to dive more into your time in Kentucky and a little more into like the actual <laughs> aspect of our industry, which is a little bit more what that's about. But uh, you can catch two barrels uh as well as industry secrets with me and Bobby Vigil. Um, we uh. That's what I wanted to get a lot more in depth into into, into the yeah more into the, more of the industry the craft beer industry more nerdy stuff and into, more industry yeah, people like, listen so to, yeah. for sure and this was this this was a blast this is how we like to get to know people and uh, yeah uh, so look for uh, this uh, follow up episode with Trey on two barrels once this publishes and uh, well uh, as always thank you for your time sir cheers love you guys cheers everyone thanks for listening. <laughs>